Jefferson Field, campus of Boston University, a football field that is being used a second time by a beginning professional football team. The Boston Patriots of the AFL played here two decades ago, and now it is the first home field of the Boston Breakers of the USFL. The Breakers, 4-1, hosting Oakland 2-3 in the Pacific Division. Well, I got up this morning and looked out the window and I saw whitecaps on the Charles River and I sort of felt we might be in for a rough day of weather and it has rung true. The old weather devil is still on the loose. Great day for the sailors, but not so good for those who want to watch a football game out in the open this afternoon with the temperature now at 42 degrees, the wind out of the east at 21 and gusting quite a bit higher, quite a bit of humidity and, yes, rain. Hello again, everybody. I'm Keith Jackson. And as we go into this game this afternoon, you sort of have the feeling that if the weather ever does improve and we can get some good weather to play a game in on a Sunday afternoon, we're really going to have some fun because this matchup today is a very interesting matchup. And let's bring in Lynn Swan now, our commentator and analyst, and talk about the Oakland Invaders. Swanee, they are two and three. But they've been on the road for four of those games, and it's, it gets real tough when you're on the road. The traveling, uh, the inconsistency in fields, uh, the different hotels you stay at. So they've had their problems, and it's really showed up on that defense. They expected a lot of Cedric Hardman, number 86, Gary Plummer, number 51, and Frank Manu Maliuna at the linebacker positions. But Cedric's been hurt, so he hasn't provided the pass rush, and today he won't play because he's out with a groin pull. Okay, now, they have not scored much over the last two weeks, but this is a team that has the capacity for scoring because it's a team that lives fundamentally by the pass. Fred Bassana is the quarterback. His completion average is, is awesome, really. They hit 68-plus percent. His statistics for the first five games were tremendous, and they'd hold up in anybody's conference. He was a backup quarterback at Cal, drafted by the Buffalo Bills, played a little bit for the Giants, and is a kid with a strong arm and very confident in what he can do. And he's got a man on his side, number 87, Raymond Chester, who has got a great deal of experience and who can do it all for him. Raymond has had three consecutive 100-yard-plus games receiving. Oakland coach John Ralston has this comment about the team's lack of scoring over the last two weeks. I, I don't think it's a major problem, uh, quite frankly. I, I think our players will play well. Uh, we have some good talent on our squad. We have an excellent passer. We expect to move the football every time we get on the field. I think we just kind of sagged. Uh, we had the, some weather problems. It rained a lot. We weren't able to work on our blocking sleds and do the kinds of things that are necessary to keep that fine edge. Uh, I think our squad will come back and begin to play some real solid football. That obviously was pre-recorded in better weather. <laughs> the Boston Breakers lost their opening ball game at Tampa by four points. But since then, they have run off four straight wins. And to me, they have to be one of the real big surprises in the USFL. They're a big surprise. I didn't pick them based on the talent they had to do very well at the beginning. Right. But they've played well as a team. They play well as units. They're very loose. And any team, this is a team that best indicates a team that's playing because it might be their last chance. And one of those people, of course, is the man at quarterback. He's 34 years of age, almost 35. His name is Johnny Walton. Johnny Walton is a young 34. He's been back up to a number of people in the National Football League. But Johnny, when you talk about a quarterback being a coach on the field, Johnny Walton, the former head coach at Elizabeth City University, is a man who wants to play and has desire to play. And you see he's got some very excellent talent, some experienced talent. And their number 84, Nolan Franz out of Tulane, has been a big surprise for them on offense. The place kicker is a young man named Tim Mazzetti, played with the Atlanta Falcons. He's 10 out of 12 in field goal attempts this year, leads the league in scoring with 41 points. The man who has put it all together 
is a gentleman named Dick Corey, the coach of the Breakers. He's on the sidelines right now with our colleague Tim Brent. Thanks, Keith. So we have talked about the offense, and it is true that Johnny Walker's been sacked only once all year. But are you concerned with your defense? It's ranked near the bottom of the USFL this season. Well, Tim, if we uh, stay ranked near the uh, middle and points scored against us, I'll be happy. But uh, we're concerned uh, getting a pass rush on the uh, quarterback because he's a good quarterback. He's got two uh, real good receivers to throw to, and he's got a real fast one outside. Now, you know Bazzano's going to try to pass, but they also give up a lot of sacks. Now, how do you put the pressure on him? Well, I don't know if they've given up a lot of sacks. 21 sounds like a lot, but they've thrown a lot of times. So I'm not so sure that they've given up a lot of sacks per attempt. But uh, we're going to try and get pressure with our linebackers if we can. Very quickly, does this weather favor either club? I don't think so. I think the weather is the uh, same on both sides of the ball. Okay, Coach, thanks. Thank you very Keith. much. All right, Tim. That's an idea of what it's like. The wind is whipping. It's a very ugly day, but we're going to put it on the tee between two good teams, Oakland and Boston. The Oakland Invaders and the Boston Breakers from Nickerson Field at BU alongside the Charles River. And as we said, it's not a very pleasant day weather-wise, but there's a fair turnout. And uh, you see young Kevin Shea, number 17, who will be handling the kicking for the Oakland Invaders. And uh, he will be kicking to the Boston Breakers, who will have the opening possession. Ira Matthews, number 82, and Anthony Steeles are the two people who will go back deep. Their third man, if they send a third man back there, would be Rudwell Wilson. Now, the Oakland Invaders, obviously, will take the win, so they'll be kicking the ball from right to left. Uh, Kevin Shea out of St. Mary's, and Ira Matthews right there out of Wisconsin. Matthews with three years of professional experience behind him. They play on artificial surface here at VU, and it is a very good thing today. Twenty, I remember back in the 60s, we used to come here to do Patriots games, and they just had grass in those days, and it, on an afternoon like this, was a mud hole. But it's uh, not that bad a circumstance, but it is open, obviously, and uh, the ball just slipped off the tee. So the wind is gusting up in the neighborhood of 30 miles an hour at times and holding rather firm at 21, and somebody's going to have to hold the ball. Both of them are passing teams and uh, will live by that pass. They're going to have to throw the short ones to stay consistent, to stay away from the turnovers. And both these teams have not had many turnovers in the past. Jay hits it way up in the air, hangs it very, very high, and it goes to Anthony Steele, young man out of Nebraska. He's looking for some daylight, and he gets back to about the 18. That's very good coverage downfield by Oakland. He's brought down by Kenny Daniels, but the coverage was effective because of the high-hanging kick. Now, that's Shea put up in the air. So the offensive alignment now for the Boston Breakers coming into this ball game at 4-1. Johnny Walton at quarterback, Richard Crump, and Tony Davis. So the running backs, Charles Smith, Nolan Franz, and Bo Coash. Coash out of Middlebury, and he's a fine-looking young football player. So let's call it now the 17. It's closer there than it is the 18. And the first play of the ball game as they shift it off into a, an alignment out of the eye formation with Crump the eye back. And the pitch goes to Crump, cuts it back into the middle, comes across the 20 to about the 23. The big guys up front for the Boston Breakers are the E's, reading across the front. The tackles are Lewis Villard and uh, Pat Staub. They're 280 and 255, respectively. The guards are Jerry Raymond and Gerald Franklin, 265 on the scales for both of them. And Brad Johnson, the center, uh, 6'3", 270. Brad Johnson, quite a story. He was the backup center at Nebraska. Fine football player. The only problem Brad had at Nebraska is he had to play on the same team that had Dave Remington, who was something special at center. 
Back goes Johnny Walton. A little swing pass. The pass is dropped by Tony Davis, the fullback. Davis being another Nebraskan with six years of professional experience. His last team in the NFL were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nebraska was uh, is the territorial University for Boston. Monty Bennett, Matt Elisara, and Alba Lyles, the three down linemen for the Oakland Invaders. In their defensive alignment with McLean Plummer, Monty Malauna, and David Shaw. The linebackers, Daniel Duncan O'Brien and Martin on the secondary for Oakland, and it's third down. And about three and a half yards for Boston. If they want to keep control of it, they're going into the wind. So they need a first down here to get that football up. A distance upfield. Otherwise, uh, Oakland's going to have very good field position. There's the lunge by Crump, a 5'11", 200-pounder, trying for the first down marker. He didn't get there. Marcus Quinn, playing at strong safety, number 40, out of LSU, came up and whacked it short of the first down, I thought, but now they put it down and they give it to him. He just so, barely got that bad inch, Keith. Yep, that last little lunge got it for him. day like this, Lynn, it'll get... Uh, as your body gets wetter and wetter, it's probably harder and harder to hang on. Well, it, it gets uh, uncomfortable is what it does get. Your socks get wet, you feel heavier because your jersey is drenched, and you don't feel as comfortable, and sometimes you feel sluts. So it is a first down at the 28. And Johnny Walton turns to Crump again. He takes it back into the middle, and he's got about three yards. So it'll be second down and seven. The fellow David Shaw, who's playing the outside linebacker position, he's out of California and he's a rookie. Now, Oakland had something like 692 free agents come to a tryout camp, and he is the only one out of that massive tryout camp that made the team, and he is a starter at outside linebacker. I'm sure Shaw was just happy to have the opportunity to try out for that team. When you get those large numbers, sometimes you can't really get a good look at the person that uh, all those people. So what you're doing is looking at some of their stats, some of their physical attributes, and they have to have overwhelming potential to make it. Second down and seven up the middle. The play goes again. Tony Davis carrying. And the redhead is up to about the 35. Tony Davis, I remember from his days at, uh, at Nebraska, and boy, he was a tough kid. He would just knock your head off. And last week against Birmingham, Tony ran for 12 yards, uh, 12 times to 51 yards and a touchdown. Keith, he still is tough. I was talking to him yesterday on uh, the practice field. And he just loves to go out there and pop people. Couldn't wait for the game to come around. Third down. They're looking at four. Five-man front put up now by the Oakland Invaders. And Walton's going to throw it into the wind. He goes to the short man. Davis, Davis has lost his footing. The pass goes incomplete. Coverage by Dewey McLean. And it'll be fourth down. And here comes the punting team onto the field. Now, the young man, quite a story, who's doing the punting for Boston. His name is Joe Restick. His dad coaches at Harvard. He went to Notre Dame. Starred there. A fine player. He's in dental school at the University of Pennsylvania and has taken a leave of absence in order to play some pro football. Joe Restick. Gordon Banks out of Stanford. Number 88 is the deep man for the Oakland Invaders. And going into the win, it takes a Boston bounce. Fielded at the 28. And Gordon Banks gets some help around the corner, turns it to midfield. And that's where the Oakland Invaders will go to work after a 38-yard punt by Joe Restick. Restick made the tackle. No score. Now we'll see Oakland handle the ball. Orlando.
Kendall Flanagan, the linebacker out of Oklahoma for Boston, injured on the kick coverage for Boston and is being helped from the field. Both teams have some nicks and bruises. They really don't have anybody seriously hurt, but they have some people dinged up. Fred Bassano will open at quarterback. He can really hum it. Arthur Whittington, Ted Terosian set behind him. Both of them can catch the ball. Wyatt Henderson, Gordon Banks, the white people, and Raymond Chester are the tight end, and he is the leading receiver on the ball club. Now Fred Bassano, number 14, steps in there, sends Raymond Chester in motion from midfield, rolls it out, and immediately goes to the air. And the pass is caught by Henderson, stepping out of bounds. Too soon. Didn't get both feet down, so it looks to me like it's going to go as an incomplete forward pass. Kurt Yonker, 270 pounds along the offensive front. Steve Houston, 255. Roger Lavasa, the center, 260. Kevin Graffis, 280. And Dale Markham, 285. They're big, but their fundamental function pass blocking, and they're pretty good at it. Second down and 10 for the Oakland Invaders here in the first quarter of play. Their first possession of the ball game. The wind is their back. Pressure. Ball knocked loose. Fasana dives for it. Two breakers go after it. And looks like Fasana got to it. And that's exactly what Dick Corey said they wanted to do. Send that inside linebacker. And it was Bill Rowe that came whistling through and messed it up. Bill Rowe just came screaming through. Read the play. Saw the man was getting the ball, and before he could ever get a handle on it, put, made the tackle and just knocked the ball loose right there. He could have almost tackled Fred Bassano right there. And he waits for the ball and knocks it loose. And a turnover right here, when we talk about statistics, the Oakland Invaders lead 21 of what possible 34 statistical areas. But it doesn't mention things like field position. And had Bill Rowe been able to get that turnover, 30 yards for a touchdown. Backed up now, third down at about 22. They go inside with it to DeRozan, the fullback, with a 227-pounder. And once again, it is Bill Rowe, number 51, who steps in there and plugs the hole. So they try to draw it for the fullback, and there's nothing there. And Dick Corey has got to be satisfied with that turnaround. And the Oakland Invaders on fourth down at about 19 will have to punt it. Ira Matthews will go deep as Stan Talley, who leads the league in punting with better than a 44-yard average, will have the wind at his back. This young man can really hit it. Keeps it low, though, and it is going to be fielded and fumbled, and Ira Matthews almost decapitated by Marcus Quinn. He certainly didn't hear any pounding hooves coming downfield, and it almost cost them possession of the ball. But it is covered. Watch the play. Marcus Quinn has great speed. That was a low kick, but yet he was able to get down there just as the ball player was making contact with it. So, scoreless ball game thus far. Off two big plays by Bill Rowe, able to stop the Oakland Invaders, get the ball back just about where they started. Their first offensive possession is down at the 18-yard line, and it's first down. The wide people now are Nolan France, 84, Frank Lockett, 80, and Chuck Smith, Charles Smith, number 85, with one remaining back. That'll be Tony Davis. Walton back to throw it, gets pressure from the blind side, gets the pass away, and the pass is 
incomplete. It was David Jefferson blowing in to put the pressure on Walton. Bill Rowe, we told you, was a man of the big play in that first series. Let's join him now with Tim Brent. And Keith, in the pregame, Dick Corey told us he was going to try to do some stunts up front. What were they doing out there, Billy? Well, right then, we just caught him in a blitz. Um, you know, and the guy was coming right at me, and I got through free, so I was right there where the ball was. Going to continue to play some games? Yeah, I hope so. You know, I like to run those blitzes. All right, Keith. <laughs> that big old linebacker with his grin a yard wide, just waiting to devour the quarterback. It'll be second down and 10 yards to go from the 18, going into the rain and the wind. And Walton back to throw it again, goes over the middle. He has the tight end, and it's just a little bit too long. Thrown for Bo Coach, and he was wide open. Ball seemed to float a little bit on Walton when he let it go. He was trying to touch it into his man. It has now been confirmed that neither of the drivers involved in that Darlington automobile crash, Tim Richmond, Terry Labonte, were injured. Both of them came out of it unscathed. Another look at the play. Well, Boko Ashtar uh, just barely came out of this one unscathed. It was a too deep zone, and those kind of zones, the middle is usually open. That one thrown with just a little bit too much touch, just too high, ball a little bit too slippery, just went right through his fingertips. Oh, it is third down and 10. Walton now is 0 for 4 in the ball game. Last week, he was 18 out of 30 against Birmingham. Ball is handed off to Crump. Crump quick wags his way through there and finds daylight. Good for a first down. Goes out to the 43. Richard Crump, 5'11", 200 from Northeast Oklahoma, picking his way through there. This is a runner who runs with his head up and can see exactly where his, the defense is. And watch, he gets a little, little, some good blocking there, but with his head up, his eyes open, he just sees a big gaping hole down the middle because the defensive secondary over-pursued to the outside. So Richard Crump was able to get some big yardage and brings it down close to midfield. Ball just short of the 43-yard line. First down for the breakers in the blue. Boston, four and one, coming into this ball game, and one of the big surprises in the USFL. Johnny Walton looking, goes down the middle with it, deep and it is incomplete. The man intended, David Bale, out of the University of Washington. He's a big target, 6'4", 225. That time he's running to the outside. The linebacker's just, uh, the corner got back deep enough just to play underneath him in that zone. And since there was no one else over there except for uh, David Bale, he just stayed right with him. John Ralston. Looks like every time I see John, he's wrapped in some kind of a clothes. He's been in snow. He's been in rain. <laughs> Had a very impressive opening win. 24-0 over an Arizona team that's been growing increasingly tough as the weeks have gone by. Second down, 10. Walton back. Sets it up for the screen. Tony Davis, the fullback, dives ahead, gets it up to about midfield. So they'll be looking now at third down and three. That's a good effort by Tony Davis there when he's getting caught there. Now, let's watch and see how the screen develops. The receivers on the outside, you can see, are spreading out that secondary. The linemen make a low block up front, then run to the outside, and you see that wall of three right in front of him. Now, Davis has to pick his way through, but no one got to the corner who was able to slip in and just trip him up as he lunged for an extra four yards. Third down and three, the ball just short of midfield. No score, 8.45 to go. First quarter of play on a cold, windy, rainy afternoon in Boston. Oakland defense stacked in there pretty tight. Looks like Walton's checked something off. Changed his play. Back to throw it. Looks down. Wants to go deep. Goes for... He went for the bundle. He had Charles Smith going down the sidelines, and he had Smith. But he let him just a little too much. So Johnny Walton is still not quite on target. 
throwing into the wind. It's difficult when you're throwing into a 25-mile-an-hour wind. It's really tough. You try and put a little bit more on the ball here. Johnny Walton gets great protection. He's looking at Charlie Smith the whole time. Then he pump fakes it short, goes deep over the corner. Again, another two-deep zone, and that's open in the middle and on the sidelines, and Charlie Smith is just a little upset. He couldn't hang on to that one. Joe Restick back in punt formation, had a 38-yarder the first time, gets it out of there, spins it up into the wind. That's going to be difficult to handle. Nobody will try. And it's going to take a, look at that thing spinning around like a top, and then just expire short of the 30. So it'll be Oakland's ball up around their own 28-29 yard line with no score. First quarter. some numbers having to do with the offense of these Oakland Invaders, and it's keyed, of course, by Masada, the quarterback. Fred, as always, going back to his days at Cal, of course, possessed a great arm. But he was there at the time when there were other great quarterbacks around as well and didn't get as much notoriety. Here's the ball given away to DeRozan, the fullback, and that's just the plain old sweep with four people out in front. And he got something out of it. He moved it from the 28 up to very close to a first down. Marcus Merrick, who is a rookie out of Ohio State and the only draft choice signed by Boston making the tackle. And they're very high on him. He's a young man who's been very mobile, great speed, getting to the outside here to make the tackle. And they're, they're very high on him. The problem when you get a young, talented man such as Marcus Merrick in your, on your defense and not a lot of veterans, he doesn't have a guy to learn from constantly on the field. Second down, give uh, an eight yards on that carry. Second down and two. Take it back into the middle with Lewis Jackson. Out of Cal Poly San Luis Obispo carrying the ball. 5'10", 200 pounds. And he is brought down by Ben Needham, an outside linebacker from Michigan. Ben Needham was the fellow in the ball game at Denver. The uh, kick was blocked uh, by, Den uh, by Boston. And uh, Needham caught it on the fly and ran for a touchdown. One of the trademarks of this Boston team, almost to sound like I was a native Boston, uh, Bostonian, yeah, Mox. Uh, one of the trademarks of the Boston team is that they're a very opportunistic team. They take advantage of the situation that uh, blocked Bill Goldforce touchdown on the same play instead of, well, not making it all the way for the Be touchdown alert. and not getting any score out of it. They measure for the first down and they're just short hey, here by inches. The officials for the ball game today, Tom White, the referee, the umpires, Jerry Hart, the headlinesman, Hunter Jackson, the line judge is Larry Hill, the back judge is Bill Wright, and the field judge is Buddy Ward. On the other hand, this Oakland team uh, has not been very opportunistic, has not had very many big plays in the five games that they've played so far. So it's third and inches with Pyro Penaranda. Formerly of the Rams and uh, UCLA in the fullback alignment now with Terosian and Penaranda. And the quarterback, Masana, keeps it and just lunges ahead, riding his center. Big Roger Lavasa of Oregon State, and he's got his first down. With the rain coming down and being a bit cold out there, it was a very excellent play call by Masana, the Oakland Invaders not wanting to hand the ball off in a situation like that, knowing everybody's up on the line of scrimmage, looking for a chance to knock it away. From the 39, first down for Oakland. Boston got a six-man front up there trying to get pressure on Bassana, and good, good blocking pass is thrown downfield, and the pass is incomplete. The pass was intended 
for Vince Randall with Woodrow Wilson uh, defending on the play. Woodrow Wilson wearing number one. First time he's been able to get number one. He's been trying to get it all season. And uh, somehow he lost his previous jersey number 20. So today he finally gets number one. Fred Bassano, on the other hand, Swanee, has thrown 113 times without having been intercepted. And that's a remarkable, a remarkable record for any quarterback playing in anybody's league. It is second down and 10 from the 39 of Oakland. Invaders of the ball wearing the white shirts. They're the traveling team. They've been traveling for four straight weeks. Bassano's pass is drilled to the 45. Caught by Lewis Jackson. Or did he hold on when he went down? Nope, did not. Bounced right on top of it and couldn't retain it. Well, the Boston defensive people are playing games and uh, they're making it miserable right now for Fred Bazzana. Well, Dick Corey said that he didn't really have the off the defensive lineman who could really go charging through there and put pressure on the passer and that their defensive philosophy was to bend but not break. Well, I think now he's taking a little bit more of a chance deciding to play the games up front, put that pressure on them and try and create the turnover, try and shake up Fred Bazzana a bit. You got Henderson, Mallet, and Banks. Three flyers who are wide as receivers on third down and ten. I think Fasana used his clock. No, it still shows one. Somebody must have moved. He whittled it right down to one second remaining on the 32nd clock. 61 on the white. But Tom White defines for us that Kevin Grappis moved, picked up his hand, and that brought the yellow laundry out in a hurry. So that'll back him up to the 34 for five yards. And you'll see him move, see him on the right side of the center there, top of the center. Picked up the hand. And his third down and 15. side of the field brought down at the 45. Henderson just lines up inside and crosses the field and against his zone he crosses the field deep and all Bassano is looking for is an opening once he gets to that opening he fires it in there and it gets it up gets it up field no one's around him he's able to pick up the first down easily and that's a gain of 23 yards for Henderson. Mark it on the 43 of Boston. First down for Oakland. They go to Corrosion. The fullback sticks his head in the crowd, gets three yards. The one thing that jumps out at you now after having watched the USFL for five weeks, the play of the quality of play in the secondary is uh, probably the biggest difference. I think one of the biggest difference, one of the toughest positions to play in that secondary is the cornerback position. Boy, you're alone out there, and the guy can beat you for a touchdown, and it gets real embarrassing. Well, they don't have that kind of talent across the board, so they have to play team defense. And Raymond Chester, with his experience, is a man that can take that kind of defense apart. Second down, seven from the 40. Bassana going to put it up. Wants to go deep with it. Goes to Chester, and it's swept away on a fine defensive play by number 40, Terry Love, out of Murray State. Chester was out there. 
Chester's out there. He, he was open when he came across the passes a little late in getting to him. And let's take a look at Raymond Chester. He's been in the league for a long time, played in Oakland, was traded to the Baltimore Colts, and then back to Oakland. And now you see he comes across the field. He's open right there, but Basana hasn't seen him yet. Then the ball is going just a bit behind him. Love makes a great effort diving across, staying with Raymond Chester, not letting his man go free. He's 6'2", 205, and he needed to be that big there in order to reach the ball. Third down, seven. Henderson in motion. Posada's pass over the middle is caught. And Wyatt Henderson has it. And the 26-year-old out of Fresno State has a first down for the Oakland Invaders. Wyatt Henderson has been having a good year for the Oakland team. He caught that first touchdown play when I talked about the big play uh, against Arizona in the season opener. Here again, he's coming across the middle of the field, just getting into a seam and making the catch. Ball is sitting at the 23 of Boston. And just under five minutes to go in the first quarter, no score. Gordon Banks top of the picture. Ball is handed off inside. Gain of a yard or so by Lewis Jackson. Now let's check in with Frank Gifford in New York. Frank Gifford from New York. Herschel Walker playing for the New Jersey Generals against Michigan. He had 83 yards in the first quarter. Here he is, still late in the first quarter, taking a temporary lead in the USFL rushing lead, taking it from Kelvin Bryant, who plays later this afternoon against Los Angeles. 17-yard pickup early in the second quarter. Keith Herschel Walker has 103 yards. He likes the weather. Back here at Dickerson Field, Boston University. Pass complete to Terosian coming out of the backfield. And again, down to about the 17. Just a simple old play, the kind of play you use to control the offensive movement, the offensive attack in the air. Just a short low pass over the middle to your fullback. And you're looking at third down and five with that time remaining in the first quarter of play in a smallest ball game. The lights are on. It's old, wet, and windy. Blitz is on. Passes away. Passes dropped. Almost picked off by Woodrow Wilson and then almost caught by Gordon Banks. <laughs> that time, the Boston Breakers had the right blitz on, put the pressure on them. Their receivers responded, running their blitz control route, but Woodrow Wilson just couldn't make the play. You see Bassano, he reads it. He's really not under heavy pressure, but he sees that blitz and just gets the ball off to the man he's supposed to throw it to. But Woodrow Wilson was right there and just came within inches of picking it off. So Kevin Shea out of St. Mary's, signed as a free agent by Oakland, will try a 35-yard field goal. Wind at his back. Ball squirts right through the holder's hand. Shea puts it in the air, throws it. It is incomplete. And the Boston Breakers defense has held. The wet football was zipping right through the hands of Steve Grant, the holder. Ball just slips right through his hand. A hard snap. Wet ball. <laughs> In the nick of time, it's picked up. These are the kind of plays you dread because he could throw it and somebody could pick it up and catch a touchdown. But he didn't, so the score is still 0-0.
thing we were talking about at the beginning of the ball game today in which John Walson didn't voice a great deal of concern about it but you can see Oakland put a lot of points on the boards in the first three games and over the last two in fact last week they lose 10-7 to Los Angeles at LA so not been scoring a lot and here they're turned away by the Boston Breakers and the ball is given away inside to Richard Crump and Crump gets it out from the 17 to about the 20. the coaches diagramming some plays on the sideline for the defense just trying to show more ways to get some pressure on the passer and, and maybe uh, to, to take one of those almost turnovers and complete the job and get the ball in good field position. Andy Johnson number 32 has gone in at the running back position now. Andy Johnson played nine years with the New England Patriots. He's well known well liked here in Boston and he came back for a couple of more seasons when the owner of the Breakers, George Matthews, and Bob Caporal, the president, called him, and he took it. And uh, the pass thrown, drilled, in fact, by Johnny Walton to David Vale. And that's good for a first down out across the 30. Well, going into this ball game, both teams established themselves as passing offenses. And by the first series and possessions of the Boston team, you would get the idea that they're trying to catch him off guard with a few runs. But when they go back to what they do best, the pass, they're going to have a great deal more success. Crump is back in. Johnson is out now with the ball out near the 31 for a first down. And two minutes to play in the first quarter with no score in the ball game. Johnny Walton goes over the middle with it. Intended for his tight end, David Vale again. Vale was available, but Walton lost control of the ball. Very wet now. The rain is just coming down sideways. Again. In this kind of passing offense, you're going to see the ball going to the halfbacks, to the tight ends quite a bit, running the short route. The distance is about 10 yards, right across the middle, and he's throwing it again in the seam of his own defense, but threw it just a bit behind him. David Bell out of Washington. Johnny now two out of nine for 19 yards in the ball game. Andy Johnson is back in. Second down and 10 from the 31. This time he hits it. And the big tight end takes it to midfield for a first down. When Andy Johnson is back there, he's a fine pass receiver, a former quarterback at the University of Georgia, and he takes a little, opens up a little bit more of a crease because as he swings out, they've got to cover it. That's right. And here there's a blitz on, but Johnny Walton gets the ball away. It's the same play that they tried before. This time the tight end hung a little bit longer in the middle of the field and made the catch. Matt Elisara, a 255-pounder out of Washington State, playing the nose tackle for the Oakland Invaders. Almost got over as Johnny released the ball. So call it the 49 of Oakland and a first down. Mayo going in motion. Walton gives the ball to Crump to the outside. Richard Crump close to a first down. Fred Bassana not having things go quite as well as he'd like. He's on the sidelines right now with Tim Brent. And Keith, not only the weather's a factor here, but Freddie took a pretty good shot there in the first quarter. Is it, is it bothering you? Well, yeah, it is a little bit in my uh, upper part of my deltoid. I had to jump on that fumble and uh, not feeling too good at the moment. How much of a factor is the weather in the passing game? Well, it, it's definitely going to limit it. You know, they're not doing a great job of keeping the ball dry, and uh, the wind's blowing pretty well, and it's, it's going to affect it some, no question about it. Okay, Keith. Thank you, Tim. Incredibly hard. Second down and one. All at the 40. Of Oakland. He goes for Bale. They're giving him Bale, and now he's taking it. 
And it's another first down for the Breakers. And they're marching. Frank Duncan, who is the strong safety for Oakland, and the tight end is the strong safety's responsibility, and Bale's just getting away from Frank. Well, he's just getting clear here. They're playing a lot of zones. As we talked about the secondaries, not anything too complicated. And he played that, played the zone well, getting down the middle, makes a catch, and he takes his shot for making the pass. Well, Bale has not caught three for 63 yards. No score in the ball game at the end of the first quarter. But the Boston Breakers are now threatening. Facing the field at Sleeper Hall, very popular today, as you can see. Well occupied by students at Boston University. Hi, guys. How is it to be nice and warm? I wonder how much you charge for tickets. <laughs> Here go the breakers now into the second quarter. First down. The ball is down inside the 20. And Johnny Walton trying to get one here. He whistled it. Incomplete. Covering on the play is Mike O'Brien, intended receiver Nolan France. France is a pretty good size target. Nolan stands in at 6'2", 190, comes out of Tulane. So it'll be second down and 10 from the 18. Another look at the play, and Walton tried to burn that one. He sure did. Uh, when a quarterback throws a pass like this to a receiver, it's an indication of the confidence level because he is covered. He threw the ball high, but he had faith that uh, Nolan would be able to come in, either make the play or knock the ball down. Second down and ten. Boston's first opportunity to get on the scoreboard. Walton turns and hands it off. All goes to Tony Davis, the fullback. And Tony Davis has his legs taken underneath him by Derek Martin out of San Jose, the cornerback. Tony now 30 years of age, and he has had his share of bumps along the way in his football career. He's still got some fire in him. Andy Johnson goes in. Here are the numbers off the first quarter of play. Well, you can see that Boston is leading uh, almost triple the yards total offense. Most of the yards for Oakland coming on that last drive that was failed. And they, uh, they stopped short and they missed the, uh, the field goal attempt. Third down and five for the Breakers. The ball is at the 13 of Oakland. Johnny Walton back. He's looking in to the left. Throws it short over the middle. The pass is caught by Nolan Franz, and Franz is inside the five as a penalty flag is thrown. Well, let us see about the penalty. It's a defensive penalty, holding call against Oakland. It's going to be a first down for Boston, whether they take the penalty, whether they don't take the penalty. They were only about five yards from the first down. I thought that pass was complete inside the five, wasn't it? Well, wouldn't it? Let's take a look at it. Johnny Walton was looking downfield, looking to his left corner, right at the top of the screen, and, and that's a man, Charlie Smith, he wanted to throw the ball to. But there's the push, you see, by the defensive corner on Nolan France. Well, if that pass was complete down inside the five, why wouldn't they take the play? Well, they should take the play, and I think that's probably why Dick Corey's on the sideline yelling. Holding on the defense, decline, first down this way. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> first down and goal from the four. 
with 14 minutes to play in the first half. No score of the ball game. Oakland marched it down, had a chance. And then on the field goal try, the wet ball went through the holder's hands on the snap. And now the Boston Breakers using the tight end of the prime target and moved into scoring position. First and goal. to Davis and Tony Davis to the two. Tackled by Michael Bryan. Now Andy Johnson goes on the field. And Davis will come out. You've got Trump and Johnson. Two pretty good receivers coming out of the backfield. Well, they don't have a lot of room to operate with the ball on the three-yard line. They've only have eight yards of field to work with into the end zone. Or, excuse me, 13 yards to work with into the end zone. They split the backs. With bail in motion. The big tight end turns it up the middle. And uh, Richard Crump wiggles to the goal line, but will not get a call. They're going to mark him about a foot trip. Nat Elisara, the nose tackle, Bounced off the big tight end as Bale turned inside. Now watch him. Big 87. He'll turn inside and try to level the middle. But Elisara bounced off of him and they bounced sort of into the ball carrier and was able to get his leg. Sounds like a terribly complicated way to make a tackle, doesn't it? <laughs> Any way you can, this close to the goal line counts. Trump now's carried seven times for 51 yards. Davis is back in. Had a setback. On third down and goal. The dive, touchdown, Trump. And you know what? Johnny Walton almost dropped that ball. This <laughs> is close. But he got it to Crump, and Crump took it over the top from the breakers. Get on the board to lead six to nothing. Don Ralston, who I think must walk 50 miles, never stopped walking. All it is is a play we've seen for so many years. We first saw with Sam Cunningham playing at USC and now with the New England Patriots. Crump takes the ball one yard away, dies over the top after his offensive line charge, takes everybody down low. M. Mazzetti is in for the extra point try. University of Pennsylvania, we've got an Oakland man shaken up on the play. That's Marcus Quinn, who was involved in a dramatic tackle and kick coverage earlier in the ball game. So the Boston breakers go 83 yards and 12 plays using almost six minutes on the clock and using the tight end very effectively his own defense being put up for the secondary by Oakland giving that tight end some room and Johnny Walton finally able to cinch it up let's see if we can detect how it was that Marcus Quinn uh, sustained his injury he comes up over the top somebody upended him and he, he took a whack in the midsection. He, what he was trying to do was meet Crump right at the apex of his jump, stop him in midair so he couldn't get over, but uh, an alert lineman for the Boston Breakers had other ideas. Now the extra point try by Mazzetti. He is 11 for 11 in extra points this season. Has scored 41 points to lead the USFL in scoring. Good, the kick is good. And doing the holding, Nolan France, the wide receiver. And so, with 12.35 to go in the first half, the Breakers lead. 7 to nothing. The 
Boston Breakers getting the lead seven to nothing. Of course, Tampa Bay playing out in uh, Denver last night went into overtime and won it by a score of 22-16. They're five and one, and the Breakers have to win today in order to retain a share of the lead in the Atlantic Division. Last night in that ball game out in Denver, John Reeves put it up 63 times. <laughs> That's a career. After the game, they had to sew his arm back on. Oh, wow. Mazzetti's kick. Picked up by Concho James of Oakland. And Concho from San Francisco State is tripped up across the 30. Never returned kicks at any level of his football experience until he came to the Oakland Invaders. Concho turned in a fine run. So here comes Oakland now. Trying to get something going. 12.27 to go in the first half of play. Red Fasana comes out. The defensive alignment. Darrell Wilkerson, Jeff Gaylord, and Ernie Price are the down people for the Boston defense. Wilkerson from Houston, Gaylord from Missouri, and Ernie Price from Texas A&I. Missana back. Gets it off over the middle to Terosian, his fullback, and he's caught and wrestled down by Marcus Merrick, inside linebacker for Boston. The other linebackers are Ben Needham, Bill Rowe, and Ray Phillips, and here's a look. At Marrick at work, there's a penalty flag on the field. Basic zone there, and what he's got to do here is just read the quarterback. He reads him, comes in, and uh, finishes off the play, makes a tackle. The penalty is against Oakland. Big one. Tom White. Holding number 56 on the white. First down. Lavasa, the center. Backs him up 10, first down and 20. From the 20. Raymond Chester's 87. Wyatt Henderson's 82. Double wide, top of the picture, handed off inside. Corrosion, the fullback, penalty flag is thrown. Uh, might have had a hold of the face mask as he uh, wiggled his way through there. Oh, by the way, Johnny Walton right now with Tim Brandt. They said you couldn't run on him, and yet you got a pretty good drive going on. Well, you know, we mixed it up pretty good that time. Uh, J.C. Crump's run the ball real well, and, you know, we complete a few passes in that drive. Uh, long drives is what will win football games for you. You've been sacked only once all year. Your offensive line is playing well. Now we see Jerry Raymond get shaken up. How much does that hurt you? Well, that hurts us uh, somewhat, but, you know, anytime you're a starter, you, you get more repetitions during the week. So the number two man would have to come in and adjust to the ball game. Thanks, time. Keep it going. Keep. All right, Terry. Sounds like a coach, doesn't he? <laughs> so the penalty was a face mask. And they're, they're very often easy to detect because as soon as you reach up and you grab that face mask, the head makes a very unnatural move or a jerk one way or the other. It's a first down at the 33 of Oakland. Basana back. He's looking short. And it's almost picked off by Bill Rowe. The pass was intended for Arthur Whittington. And it's the first time in the ball game that we've called Whittington's name. Arthur just ran down there, turned around, was looking for that ball very, very quickly. But uh, Rowe uh, read it was only a, a yard or two away from him when it was thrown. He was probably upset or disappointed. He didn't make the catch. Gordon Banks is running a fly down the near side, and he had taken that uh, corner man out of there, and there was a lot of room over here. 
bother him. Gordon Banks hasn't seen the ball a great deal this season, and we'd like to get the ball to him more. It's Banks coming to the bottom of the picture. He's a 10, 300 meter man. He flies. That goes to Whittington, and Whittington carrying the ball for the first time today. Gets it across the 40 to the 41. He'll be a yard or so short. And again, Bill Rowe makes the tackle for Boston. So the big fella from Colorado is all over the football field today. Running a little extra bit, trying to keep warm. Well, he's got good size. Well, he's 6'3", 230. Keith Jackson along with Lynn Swan. And uh, yesterday, yeah, you're right. It was beautiful here. 60 degrees, sun was shining. I'm beginning to feel like the fisherman. Always, always should have been someplace yesterday. Third down and two. Oakland three out of five on third down conversions. They give it to Whittington. There is nothing there. Nothing. Ray Phillips came from the outside, a linebacker, and got some help with Woodrow Wilson. And Phillips really locked him down short of the first down. And Oakland they, will have to play. They were having none of it. That little play was designed to get everybody to, to punch up in the middle, and everybody else went in the middle except for Wilson. You see, he comes to the outside. He's standing right in the backfield, waiting for him with welcoming arms. All right, Stan Talley is in now to punt. He hit one 100 yards in a scrimmage back in the spring. The ball carried 70, bounced 30. He's going to hit it to Woodrow Wilson. I'll guarantee you he isn't going to knock it 100 yards today. Ira Matthews has now come back to join Wilson as deep people. First punt by Tally today was 39 yards. Good snap. Bad kick. Takes a Oakland bounce though and rolls inside the 25. Dead at the 24. 10:25 to go for snap. 35-yard punt. Boston gets the ball. They lead seven to nothing. That picture looks like it's it's almost nighttime. Very dark gray afternoon. The eastern northeastern part of the country having troubles with the weather in recent times, but nothing of the size that's pummeled Mississippi and Louisiana, certainly. Those poor people are really struggling down there. The ball is uh, let's see, the 24, let's call it. And make it a first down for the Boston Breakers, who lead the Oakland Invaders by a score of seven to nothing. Johnny Walden sets him up. In motion goes Kulash, the tight end. The pitch goes to Crump. Crump makes the handoff to that wide receiver coming back around. Charles Smith. Oakland defense holds its position and makes the play. Short gain. AJ. Left slot. I left slot. 47 slot. 47 slot. Sounds like a pass to me. And bringing in the play is Frank Lockett, number 80. And Coash comes out. So you've got three speedsters in now. Charles Smith out of Grambling, Lockett out of Nebraska, and Nolan Friends from Tulane. Ball is on the 29. Second down. Ball at six. Trump, the back. He's got it. Big hole. First down. Jerry Raymond was shaken up. Greg Horton moved in to play that left side. 
So Brad Johnson, uh, Horton Franklin, the people that opened that hole. Right here, well, it may have sounded like a pass, but it was a run all the way. Gets a great hole there to the outside, and gets some good help downfield on the outside. The receivers are holding up some defensive backs, give them a little more room to run in. He picks up the first down easy. Just short of the 44. Trump averaging 51 yards a game coming into this ball game. Today he's carried 10 times. He's picked up 70. So it's his biggest game of the season so far in week number six. On first down, the ball is given to Andy Johnson. And Andy gets a greeting right at the line of scrimmage. I remember on a Thanksgiving night in Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia Tech Stadium, when uh, this fellow right here, Andy Johnson, guided the University of Georgia Bulldogs in the closing minutes of the ball game, 99 yards for the winning touchdown and called his own number four times on fourth down. That's a man who wants to win. Yes, sir. I'm not going to tell you how long ago, because Andy wouldn't want it advertised. <laughs> 44. We're at second down and 10, and Johnny Walton on a straight drop goes over the middle with it, and he missed his tight end. Trying to bring the ball down to David Vail. Right now, let's join Marcus Merrick. Conversation with Tim Brandt. The all-time leading tackler at Ohio State University. Now, your defense was ranked last in the USFL coming in today, but you got the big goose egg up there. You're playing well. And our, our job as a defense is Boston Breakers. We look at, you know, we're going to bend a little bit between the 30 and 30. We have a good, you know, block team and uh, field goal block team. We're going to bend a little bit, but we play well and we get in those situations. I think, you know, we're a good defensive squad. The statistics don't show it all the time. I know you were upset one time when you missed a coverage today. Well, you know, we're blowing a couple coverages here and there. We'll get better in the second half. Okay, Marcus. Third down and 10. Breakers. Continuing to come down. The pass is too long. Pass intended for Nolan France. He's running between two white shirts, and the pass was overthrown. So it'll be fourth down, and Boston will have to kick it away. Keith, on the play before that, the ball was intended for number 87, David Bale, but he took a shot and just kind of hunched his back a little bit, drug his body over to the sideline, came out of the ball game. Gordon Banks now deep to receive the kick from Joe Rustic. Joe has hit two today, 38 and 22, both into the win. Let's see what he does with the win. I remember Notre Dame a few times when he hit some howitzers. Gets it up. That's a dandy. Well, Banks is going to handle it from the four. Could have had it at the 20, maybe. Whatever, it was a 51-yard punt by Joe Rustic. Oakland has the ball. There into the field. Pancho James is now in the backfield for the Oakland Invaders as they go to work from their own 12-yard line, and Pancho's got the ball. And the 200-pounder from San Francisco State, a rookie, running it close to a first down. It's going to be important for Oakland to get a drive on here. They've been having their problems right here. Not really known for a great running game. They get some good blocking in front. He just stretches it to the outside. And you saw number 51, Bill Rowe, the active linebacker, coming across, slowing up Poncho James on that play. Second down and one at the 21. Boston leading Oakland 7 to nothing on an 83-yard drive. Oakland was down close, missed the field goal. Masana gives the ball to Whittington. No, it's DeRosian, 32. And he's got a first down. He reached the 30 on that effort. 
He's a strong, compact runner. He weighs 227 pounds. He gets around pretty well. He certainly does. Played for Jim Sweeney out at Fresno State. It's important for Oakland to be able to get a drive going here and get their attitude and their heads into the game and get that confidence going. After making such a long drive and coming away empty-handed, they have a tendency to get down. Masada drops on first down, swings it out to Poncho James, and Poncho gets uh, a lick, and the ball comes out. And it's Boston's ball at the Oakland 27. Larry McLean. The man who makes that play happen is number 24, M.L. Carter, the cornerback out of Fullerton, played for the Kansas City Chiefs. When this ball is thrown, he comes up from that corner position, grabs hold right there, and just hangs on. Now, as he's, the runner's not down, they're setting him up right there. <laughs> Two other Boston players come in, knock the ball loose, and that creates the fumble. And it's opportunity time as a frustrated John Ralston prowls the sidelines. Here's Boston, first down at the Oakland 27, with six minutes and 25 seconds to go in the first half. Johnny Walton, former head coach at Elizabeth City College, calling the signal. Back goes Johnny to throw it. He's got a lot of time, and he goes over the middle with it, and the pass is going to be caught in the end zone. Incomplete, intercepted. And Boston is turned away. Derek Martin just stood there and waited as Walton overthrew the intended receiver, Nolan Franz. Now, I thought he had Franz available, too. I thought he had Franz available, and the reason this ball is being thrown is in part he does have him open once to get the ball to him, but Dick Corey told me he wanted to work hard on getting those deep crossing routes in so all the coaching may have forced it in. Well, the breakers are not able to exercise opportunity there as Walton misses his man. It's not quite as easy as it might appear sitting up here either. Is it? No, it isn't. On those crossing routes, receivers coming across the field, he's gaining depth. And if there's one man in that secondary that has a chance, well, if he goes behind him, he could get open. If he goes in front, he could get open. And the quarterback has to anticipate that. And being coached so hard this week on trying to get those deep crossing routes in, Johnny Walton may have anticipated the wrong way. All right. Let's see what the invaders can do now. As they are able to get the ball back first down at their own 20. The interception in the end zone. And here's Fred Masana looking and looking and looking and looking. Can't find anybody to throw it to. Finally decides to take a shot at Pancho James. And big old Bill Rowe almost caught it. Bill Rowe came across, almost picked it off in front. And ML Carter came up and gave the, gave the receiver a shot that time. Pancho James got up, tried to shake it off and get back to the huddle as best he could. Ball game being played today. Chicago Blitz leading in the second quarter over the Birmingham Stallions as Frank Corral has kicked two field goals. So the Birmingham defense is holding up pretty well today against Chicago. Basana now is 4 of 11 for 44 yards with Derosian and James lined up in the I formation and Henderson going in motion. And they give it to James. And a couple of yards. Darrell Wilkerson. A 255-pound defensive end from Houston. Walking down on the Bill Yeoman's board. Keith, I think at this point, John Ralston should be, should be concerned about his offense. Right now, they have no flow. They have no momentum. Uh, there's no consistency in what they're doing on the field. Uh, they're a passing team. They've been trying very uh, uh, consistently to run the ball here and not having a great deal of success. 
Well, Whittington hasn't done much in the ball game either. He may be a little bit lame. I think he's dinged up a little bit. It is third down and eight. And three wide people as Masana goes again to the pass. And he goes over the middle with it. And the pass is caught by Tarot. It is Henderson coming across the middle. Wyatt Henderson, he's a man who's been able to do it all. Right here, Fred Bassana, again, excellent protection on a three-man rush. It's so easy to, to, to put two, or two defenders, two blockers, on the oncoming rushes and gives Henderson enough time to make that crossing route, get into the seam, and get open. Play good to the 45 for a first down. Pancho James has come back into the backfield now as Henderson leaves. A 7-0 lead for the Boston Breakers, and we're running at 4-4-5 to play in the first half. Gordon Banks in motion. Asana looking around. He's got a man wide open on the other side of the field. Gives the ball to Pancho James. He had Ron Mallett all alone, but just didn't see it. Probably didn't look downfield with the screen call. Well, he really had him home free. He gave the ball going to James sets up an eight yard pickup. If he picks up, if he picks up Mallet, it's six. Well, he's going back here. They've been having a good deal of success passing the ball. The defense is spread out a bit. So they try to take advantage of it with a screen. A nice safe pass in here. He, he picks up eight yards. Not a, not a, a big play, not the kind that's going to break the game open, but still a successful yeah, The way they've written this thing into the Oakland playbook, he's not committed to that screen. He has the privilege of taking something else, and sometimes he will. This time, he's got to run for his life. There's very little, in fact, nothing downfield for him. Nothing. Good coverage for the Boston secondary that time. His fullback was gone. Downfield, he had nobody there to help him except uh, Graffis and Houston. Well, they're sitting down there with a second and two situation. They decided, well, we can pick up the two yards easily by taking a little run or maybe a short pass. But he tried to go up top, tried to get a big chunk of yardage and get in with a quick score, and ended up with no game. So they're looking at third down and short, third and two. Back to Rosian, shakes off one man, runs over another one, and gets the first down for the Oakland Invaders at the Boston 38. Joe Restick brought him down. On leave from dental school at the University of Pennsylvania. It's halftime now in the Michigan-New Jersey ball game. They can't put any points on the board in that one. with the Oakland Davis with 3.05 to go in the first half and Henderson comes to the bottom of the picture thanks to the top Banks has got it trying to reverse it and big 75 Daryl Wilkerson stayed at home and just absolutely tore it up you were right when you said he got it, but what he got was, wasn't what he wanted. Number 75, Carol Wilkinson, was just waiting for him. He took the ball in the reverse, and he ran shallow. He was only about three or four yards away from the line of scrimmage, and Darrell just stood there, waited for him to come in, made the tackle. 
Lost about six yards. Receivers dread that. Coming around there, you think you're going to be wide open on the outside, then you see a wall of humanity on the defensive line waiting to put that pressure on you. Three wide now, Henderson, Mallet, Banks. Asana on a deep drop has very good protection, has to go short because the Boston secondary had gone deep playing the wide people. So he's looking for Raymond Chester here and finds him all right, but not enough for the first down. Raymond just comes off looking at the secondary to zone, coming across right there, waiting for a receiver to clear out that zone. Running number one, Woodrow Wilson off, and he makes the catch. Tackle made by Ben Needham. Two minutes to play. Timeout. 7 nothing. Boston. ABC Sports Control in New York. A few moments ago in Chicago, Birmingham with the football, 11-yard line, the quarterback. First-tier man out of southern Mississippi, Reggie Collier. Looks for receiver and not there. Directs a little traffic, moves in to move across into the end zone. The conversion was missed. It's all tied with a few minutes remaining in the first half. That's the key, Jackson and Lynn Swan. A rainy day in Boston. And the breakers leading seven to nothing. Two minutes to go in the first half. And remember now, in the, in the uh, final two minutes of each half, the clock stops on each first down as the change to move, as it does in college football. Red Fasana now brings Oakland up at the Boston 39. It is third down and 12. Anderson going deep, turns it back inside. Masada throws it on the money, complete at the 26. And that's a first down for Oakland. Real, well, the quarterback and the receiver hooked up well on that one, didn't they? Real good play by Henderson. He just went down the field and got there on the sideline, and he stayed there, made sure he had the necessary yardage for a first down. All too often, the receiver will run down the field, they'll make the route, they'll be looking back, the ball's not there, and they keep running back and running back here. He just waits right there, doesn't come back too far. Lasana puts the ball on the outside, where Wilson can't get to it, and it's a complete pass for the first down. If I, using his speed, he had run Wilson a good five yards off of it. So by the time Woodrow adjusted to come back, the ball was there. So it's first down from the 26 for Oakland. 154 to play. And it's a loop to the corner. It is out of bounds at the two first and goal. And it's Wyatt Henderson making the catch. Well, that time Corey got caught. The defense came up in the blitz trying to put pressure on him. The blitz control for the Oakland Invaders send the receivers deep to the outside. Everybody comes in the middle, and it's Wyatt Henderson that comes up with the catch. Basana reading that blitz, not feeling the pressure of it, just lost one, a nice pass to the outside. Over the head of the defensive back, ML Carter. Henderson makes a catch, then steps out of bounds. Good coverage, guys. Really good coverage. Great panel. Asana now, 9 of 17 for 119 yards. First down and goal to go from the two. The handoff is in the middle. And whacking in there for the touchdown is the fullback, Pep Terosian. So Oakland, with Fred Basana finding Wyatt Henderson on successive big plays, put it in the end zone. Now with a chance to tie, Shea comes up to try the extra point. Here's a look from the ground level at the touchdown. And Ted Terosian gets a chance to use all of his weight and size. 
Pulling over for the one yard for the touchdown. Steve Grant will hold it. He's one of two Washington Staters on that Oakland football game. Oh, it's blocked. It is blocked. Ray Phillips, I think it was, 52, came in to get a piece of it. Plays like that, Keith, is like letting the air out of the balloon. Here this Oakland team drives down, makes a great drive for the touchdown. Now a chance to tie it up, and it's blocked. It's just enough to get you down and start making you think, boy, can't we do anything right and finish the job? Can't tell off that particular angle as to who it was that got their hand on it. We'll try another one here. And I still can't see it. But I thought it was Ray Phillips, and Boston continues to lead 7-6. to six. extra point has not been automatic in the USFL especially since they had did not have that protracted training camp did not have the exhibition games. now you see 42 and 52 that's Charles Harbison 42 Ray Phillips 52 and it's Phillips 52 who gets his hand on it spoils it just enough to have it fall short of the crossbar and so with a minute and 45 seconds to play in the first half the Boston Breakers retain a seven to six lead Another example of the trouble with the extra point, Birmingham ties Chicago on 11-yard run by uh, Collier, but uh, they missed the extra point, so it's a 6-6 tie in the Birmingham-Chicago ball game. Look at the win, knock that ball down. Oh, they went straight up and came straight down. And uh, one of the big linemen standing up there almost had the ball bounce off his head. He was waiting for the ball to come down so he could block by Ira Matthews. And uh, it almost hit him right in the noggin. He almost got enough people down there to uh, make a play on the ball, try and get it. After all, it did go 10 yards. It did. Jumped up and caught Three it. Three ball. You bet. It was an Oakland ball. So we'll mark it just over the 20 where Johnny Walton will have it. First down with a minute and 42 seconds to go. And his side leading by a point. Boston with the wind at the back. So if they want to go deep, they'll get a little help. Up, run the ball. And Trump trying to wiggle out of there. The ball pops loose. And Oakland's got it. He is separated from the ball as he started a cutback. Number 24, Derek Martin. Looked like he might have been the man that was involved in it. Gary Plummer, an inside linebacker, was the fellow that whacked him. And Elisara was around the ball. So here's the mistake by Boston and another opportunity for Oakland. Crum gets the ball inside here. He's got the ball right there. You can see he doesn't really have a good grip on it. And Plummer makes a great form tackle, puts that helmet right on the football and knocks it loose. And it's Oakland's ball first down at the Boston 22. Plenty of time. Both teams with three timeouts. You know Bassano's going to go for it right off the bat, and he does as he angles it to Gordon Banks. He makes the catch, brought down at the Boston five. First and goal for Oakland. ML Carter. Just a little slant pattern here, faking the run up the middle. And he gets inside the corner right there, makes a catch, but he he pays a price for it with a lick right here. ML Carter, number 24, making the hit on him, but 
much, much too late, and a timeout called here with a minute and 27 seconds to play in the first half. Fred Vasana now getting a little warmer. He's on the sidelines. John Walston, the man wearing the headset there, is facing you. Now suddenly an, an Oakland team who has not had that many opportunities uh, up to this point has had two opportunities back-to-back, -back, converting one of them to a touchdown. Now an excellent field position after the fumble to put more points going on onto the scoreboard with a uh, minute 20 seconds, 27 seconds left to play. Masana has hit six of his last seven passes. He started out uh, pretty slowly. And so, as a matter of fact, is Johnny Walton. But both quarterbacks playing a little better right now. But it was the fumble that got Boston in trouble. And now Oakland's trying to cash it in and get a halftime lead. Macho James is the eye back, and he's got the ball. Got about two, maybe three yards before Ernie Price and Marcus Merrick make the tackle. So that'll keep the clock running at a minute 15. Ernie Price and Marcus Still plenty Merrick of time. Put it down at the three. Oakland with two timeouts remaining. Inside a minute now. Sonner rolls it out, gets his pass off into the end zone, and the pass is incomplete, intended for Pancho James. And I really couldn't tell who it was. Some blue shirt was through there. It might have been Jeff Gaylord, the nose tackle, who had penetrated the blocking and forced Vasana to unload the ball. So that stops the clock with 44 seconds to play. So right here, takes the ball, Number 56 gets through. Yes, 56. Mark Mark Merrick. Merrick. He gets through and he supplies the pressure. Gets an arm in there and looks like he may almost have hit his arm just as he was throwing the ball. So it is third down and goal from the three for Oakland. With Boston leading seven to six in the closing seconds of the first half of play. Boston searching his playbook, trying to come up with a play that's going to get him the three yards he needs for this touchdown. Let's go, Ray. That's what we'll have for you at halftime. The USFL report comes from the league meeting in Chicago this past week, in which there was a great deal of talk about expansion for next year word expansions become sort of a hot one around the league. Some people want it. Some people don't. All right. They've made their decision as to what they're going to try to do here. Oakland with one timeout remaining. 44 seconds to play in the first half. Boston leading by a score of 7-6. to six. receiver Bassano oh they got him the strong safety Terry Love 
You can see Love creeping, 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 building his momentum, and he had it timed just right. Love and number 71, Odious Lee, both of them came storming in. Odious up the middle, Love on the outside. He just gets him beside the nose. He's not going to get away and does the smart thing, just falls down, so the ball is still in good field goal position. With 15-14, they're letting it run now, so I would imagine they are thinking three. That would give them the lead, of course. Basana has been sacked one time today and on the season 22 times. So as far as the USFL teams are concerned, he has had the best protection so far this season. But it's an 18-game regular season. Long way to go. This is only number six. Here comes the field goal drive from Kevin Shea. He's going to have to kick this ball now into a very strong win. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of quartering across. He isn't going straight into the wind either. He's going to be blowing from his left or right or toward us. Well, he's got enough problems worrying about the kick, but he's got one additional problem worrying about Ray Phillips coming back in there as he did the last time, getting a hand on the ball. This will be from 28 yards. Previous try was blocked, Lynn said. On the season, from this distance, he's one for two. Some measure of the wind there. You can see the streamer off of the uprights of the goal post. Steve Grant to hold it on the try. One of them went right through his hand in the first quarter. The ball has been laying there uncovered, so it's got some more to it. Hold is good. Kick is up. Plenty of legs. It's good. And so time runs out here in the first half on the Oakland field goal to give the Invaders a 9-7 lead over the Boston Breakers on this cold wet day in Boston. He gets it up close to the 35 before Jeff Gaylord, the nose tackle, brings him down. That is a 29-yard return. Good return by Poncho James. Said, had he not been running quite as fast, he might have seen a big hole to his right. But uh, he was just motoring in there. Uh, the return going up the middle. Now the big people up front. It'll be Yonker, Houston, Lavasa, Graffis, Markham, Chester with Henderson and Banks. James and Terosian. No, it's Arthur Whittington and Terosian. 22, Whittington. Pretty quiet in the first half. Dinged up a little bit. And that's Henderson, who had a big first half in motion, turns up field now, and he's in the short zone. They swing it out to Whittington on the screen pass, and Arthur finds enough room to get about nine yards before he is finally down strong. Defensively for Boston now, they line up with the same people up front, and Ernie Price at times being relieved by Billy Don Jackson. Darrell Wilkinson, Jeff Gaylord, Odious Lee, another nose tackle, and Larry McClain, who recovered a fumble, the other defensive end. Linebackers are Needham, Rowe, Marrick, and Phillips. And the secondary and the corners are Carter and Wilson. Strong safety, Love. Free safety, Rustic. It is second down and one from the 44. Arthur Whittington. First down for the Oakland Invaders as he gets it to the 48. And so Oakland starts off the third quarter now with possession of the ball, and they're moving it. Arthur Worthington had maybe dinged up and banged around a little bit, but he's a guy that always plays with a great deal of enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I always just think he was real hyper. He just wants the ball. He's popping around all the time. He's got that kind of attitude that gets other people up and ready for a ball game. 
to pass. Masana looks. He goes for Gordon Banks. And Banks has it. And slips out of bounds. Coming up and trying to make a big play on it is Joe Restick. Joe trying to get to the ball. But the little guy, Gordon Banks, Gordon is only 5'9", 170 out of Stanford, had three years of professional experience, and he just kept shielding uh, Restick away from the ball and made the catch. Well, they, they just run a flag route. Gordon Banks runs a flag route. They had double routes on both sides, and both receivers open. Here, he had a chance to get it, and by all rights, should have really knocked that ball down, but it's a, a testament to Gordon Banks' concentration to go right through that, look right through the hands of that defensive back and make the catch. First down at the 28, hand the ball off inside to Whittington. And Arthur's got it inside the 25, near the 22. And so the invaders come out of the clubhouse at Storton here in the second half. That's right, Arthur Whittington seems to be running a little bit off balance. In that particular play. Michigan now to a 14-6 lead over New Jersey as Bear hits Derek Holloway. 25 yards and a touchdown. Holloway is having a big season. Second down and four. Whittington again. And that's a first down and almost six. Terry Love finally came up to knock him down. But it's uh, all the way down to the 13-yard line of Boston. So the Boston defense now getting carved up a little to start their second half of play. They've come out running the ball, and now uh, whatever changes John Ralston made inside at uh, halftime, uh, they certainly seem to be working here. Arthur Whittington uh, doing a fine job running the ball. Lewis Jackson, 31, Corrosion, 32, are your setbacks. And that's Wyatt Henderson in motion. Gives the ball to Corrosion. Big hole over the left side. Ball fumbled. And Oakland recovers it inside the five at the three. Big 72. Looks like Dale Markham may have been the man that covered it. Corrosion gets this ball going to his, his left. On the right side of the screen, up Cameron just cuts back right there, makes a nice cut right in front of Bill Roll, breaks, breaking alarm tackle there, but slows him down. And right there, the ball is knocked out, kicked around a bit. But Yonker is in the vicinity, and the big man jumps on it. Saves the ball for Oakland. Yonker. At the three. Second down and goal. Erosion and Whittington, the setback. Whittington. Running right in behind Grafis and Markham. The one, maybe. 3 2, is it? Erosion, fullback. 22 and 32, and both of them stuck their head in the same hole that time. That's right. That time it was a smaller guy blocking for the bigger guy. I'll tell you, I don't know whether it's true or not, but Arthur Whittington supposedly is having a, has, has got a problem with his hernia. And uh, he's just, uh, or has a hernia, excuse me, and uh, is playing with a great deal of pain. We haven't had any verification of that. Terosian dives. Hit at the top of the stack, they call it. Now it's Whittington again, again. I'm are they going to give it to Whittington or not? Yes, the linesman hands one up. Touchdown. And so Oakland comes out running the football. 
And they were getting particularly effective blocking from Lavasa, Grafis, and Markham on the right side. And the quickness of Whittington as he goes to the top of the stack and gets just enough of it over. Well, as long as the football breaks the plane of the goal line, it's a touchdown, and the officials are standing right there on the edge looking, and they call to the score. So the lead goes now to 15 to 7 for Oakland over Boston. As Kevin Shea is in for the extra point try out of Grant's hold. Snap was high, but Grant handled it. And it's a 16 to 7 ball game for the Oakland Invaders. And so they go 65 yards and eight plays off a 29 yard uh, kickoff return. And they've got a nine point lead. The numbers on the scoring drive Anthony Steeles and Ira Matthews will be the deep people now for Boston as Oakland will kick into the wind. Boston will have the wind at their back, and sort of at their back here in the third quarter. But they have stumbled now to a nine-point deficit as Oakland came out with a very impressive drive. Here's the high-hanging kick by Shea. Watch it go up now. It comes straight down, and it's picked up by Ira Matthews. Finds some daylight up the middle and brings the football back near the 35. That's a 20-yard return for Matthews. And we presume the alignment will be the same for Boston with uh, Johnny Walton at quarterback. Richard Crump and Tony Davis did most of the work in the backfield in the first half. Your wide people will be Charles Smith and Nolan Franz. David Bale played a lot in the first half, number 87 at tight end, because uh, both Boas got banged up some. But Andy Johnson comes out now to start at the setback position alongside of uh, Tony Davis. Johnson is the eyeback. Coat in there at tight end to start the second half. Johnson has the ball. And Andy can't get it around the corner. They stopped him just short of the line of scrimmage. Let's find out about the condition of Arthur Whittington as he talks to Tim Rand. So many years in the NFL, and here he is again. And Whit, you told me you were hurt, and you're running like a 19-year-old. Well, you know, first thing about it, you know, I was hurt. I thought I was hurt bad, and I was. And I looked and saw them young backs running so hard, I thought I would get, my, uh, I got to get back out there and do my best. So, so I do have an injury, but, uh, you know, but it'll take care of itself after the season. Coughing up the football a little bit, though. You let it go twice. Uh, is that the weather? Oh, that's the weather, not protecting the ball. You, you know, we sunshine boys out in California. But, uh... But it's just a bad place. Okay, keep it going with it. Johnny Walton hums one. Pass is caught. And once again, he's finding the tight end. And once again, it is David Bale. So the tight end for Boston having a big day against the Oakland defense. What David is doing, he's just coming underneath all of that zone coverage. The linebacker he just steps inside and just runs away from the linebacker right there. Short pass, high percentage pass, and kind of passes, as we said before, you need to have to march down the field. And it's a first down for the Boston Breakers at their own 45, with Oakland leading in the ball game by 16 to 7. Six man front, thrown for a moment by Oakland. Now they drop to five as Walton goes back to throw it again and hits his tight end. Koash, another first down. At the Oakland 31. Coax, 6'3, 225 out of Middlebury. Again, it's a tight end that they're going to because he's taking advantage of what the defense is giving him. That time, again, the two deep, two deep men in the secondary covering in the zone. Linebacker tried to get underneath, 
to put some more pressure on the tight end, Big Bo Koash. You see number 51 just running right underneath him there because he feels the tight end is a key receiver, and he's right. But he can't get there. He turns around too late as the tackle is made. Man injured on the play. With 8.48 to go in the third quarter, we've got a timeout. Breakers, they call them, the cheerleaders here at Boston. And here's another look at the pass complete to Koash. The man shaken up on the play was O'Brien. I think O'Brien's a man coming in from the right side, and he really took a whack. He did. Anytime you've got that two deep zone and the ball is put in here, everybody reacts to it. So sometimes you get caught in that collision in the middle. It's first down for Boston at the 31 of Oakland. That's Bale going in motion. They pitch it out, trying to run it to the left side with Johnson carrying, and he's got a couple. They might give him the 29, but Gary Plummer made the primary hit for the Oakland defense. This right! Johnson and Bale come out now. And you go in with three wide at the 30. On second down and nine. Leaving Tony Davis, the lone remaining back, fullback as the blocker. Lockett goes in as a white man. The man at the top of the screen almost lined up offside, but not quite. And Walden, under pressure, gets it off. And it is incomplete. Lockett, the intended receiver. Oakland was blitzing that time. David Jefferson almost got Johnny Walton. Jefferson, a big guy, 235 pounds, outside linebacker from Miami. Of course, that would have been the only sack for the entire year on Walton had they got him down. Of course, today, he's come awfully close to being knocked down and that sack being recorded. Well, he felt a little muscle that time anyway. Now the nickelback is in the ball game for Oakland on third down and nine. down lineman five defensive backs back goes Walton to throw he goes short to Davis and the ball caroms off Davis and falls away incomplete he was being covered by a linebacker Frank Mane Malauna and Frank was right there and so the Boston Breakers after moving the ball to a first down at the Oakland 31 can't do anything with it Mane Maliuna, an interesting story. He was a freshman starter at UCLA. I remember one game a few years back when Frank was the MVP in a 17-17 tie at Tennessee. He has, uh, I'll explain it to you, but he has a problem with his spine, and the UCLA doctors didn't want him to play anymore. Here's a 47-yard field goal try now by Tim Mazzetti. Oh, the snap is high over the head of the holder. And Mazzetti comes back to cover it at midfield. Nolan Friends couldn't control it. The ball was snapped high. And uh, he just simply couldn't grab a hold of it, being wet. And here's Oakland now getting that ball way back near midfield as one of the breakers along the offensive line is hurt on the play. With seven minutes and 49 seconds to play. Take another look at it.
This is the second time today we have seen the ball go through a holder's hands, but this one was high, quite high. That was high, and it was a hard snap, and once it goes back like that, the ball is already on the 38-yard line. Mazzetti does a wise thing, doesn't try and pick up and run with it, but he falls on it. But now here in the second half, it's Oakland with great field position. The man shaken up, walking off the field. To finish very quickly the story on Mane Male Una, the UCLA people, uh, he had a, a small opening in his spine holding the, the spinal cord. They were fearful that he would become paralyzed. Well, he transferred later after going to De Anza JC and played at San Jose State and then wound up playing uh, in Kansas City for several years. And now here he is again, still playing very well in professional football despite that hereditary problem. In the meantime, Oakland in the attack as Basana hits Arthur Whittington, and Whittington is booked down by Bill Rowe at the 45. That's a pickup of about six. It'll be second down and about four. Pass complete to Art Whittington, brought down by Bill Rowe. <laughs> Why retire? Play for us. Well, I think Keith, you'd miss me if I left now. I would. Besides that, he's. He enjoys, he sits up here and eats Snickers all day. Here's a handoff inside. Bang down to the 41. You go back and try to play uh, at 185 pounds, nobody would know you. <laughs> That's only about five pounds overweight for me, Keith. All of them Snickers. <laughs> um, 41 is a little bit short of the first down. They're going to place it. They've got his foot down, the linesman does, at 42. So they'll be a yard short. It's actually a yard and a half on third down. Whittington right up the pie. No, it's Terosian penalty flag. Penalty flag comes flying out of the umpire's pocket. That very often will tell you there's been some holding. And that's what you got. You see that umpire's flag come. This seems like 90% of the time it's going to be somebody along that offensive line holding. Well, very often it's, it's, it's a holding call, but it's just if the offensive lineman gets that arm on the outside, this happens to slip around that defensive lineman, the official may not see the grab, but he'll make the call. I'm right. Holding, number 56, third down. That's the second time today Roger Lavasso's been flagged for holding. It backs him up 10. Penalties now. Oakland flagged four times for 30. Boston once for only five. But Boston has made the mistake. They've committed the turnovers. It's kept them in trouble. Third down, 11 now. Asana looks down the middle, goes that way for Wyatt Henderson. He let him complete the crossing pattern and then drilled him and gets the first down. That time they had uh, everybody save three defensive backs close up to the line of scrimmage, faking a blitz, then dropping back again into another deep zone, just a two-deep zone. And right there, Henderson comes across again in the seam, making the catch, and then getting out of bounds. No way Ray Phillips, a big linebacker, is going to cover him either. Henderson's a flyer. And so it is a first down for Oakland. The Invaders got it rolling here in the third quarter, leading 16 to 7. Henderson goes in motion. And that ball is fumbled by Arthur Weddington. 
as the pitch came back to him and hit him on the shoulder pad and fell away from him. But he does keep possession. Whittington was telling Tim Brandon sideline it's a little cold and the ball's a little bit wet and you've got to keep your concentration up. And this time the ball hits him right in the hands and he's probably just looking to see where he wanted to run. Didn't get a handle on the ball and almost an Oakland turnover. Billy Don Jackson has gone in to replace Darrell Wilkerson now at a defensive end position. And Masada's numbers are 14 of 23 for 193 yards. He's hit 10 of his last 12. And he's going to put it up now. Goes to the short man. That's Raymond Chester. They have been able to handle Chester pretty well today because Raymond came into this ball game with three successive 100-yard-plus games. Well, not only have they been able to handle him, but uh, it's also been the success of Henderson, who has just been raising all kinds of havoc in their secondary. This time, Raymond Chester comes across the middle and just picks up enough to get the ball down uh, across the 30-yard line. So they're now looking at a third down and uh, a six yards before they can get a first down. And the clock showing 5:05 to play in the third quarter, 16 to 7, Oakland lead. Now they've got Phillips out here, and he's got to cover Gordon Banks. He can't do that. Rosanna takes a look at it. He's going to the short man, and it's kicked off by Terry Love. He fumbles the ball. And I think Oakland's got it. No, they don't. Penalty flag across the way. All of that excitement may have been for North. Number 66 came down there. Steve Houston had almost covered that ball. Just couldn't quite get a grip on it. Offside on the defense. Uh-oh. Decline. First down. Well, what happened there was the defense that was offside so that Oakland would have uh, retained possession of the ball anyway. Right here, it looks like it's going to be the man-to-man, -man, but it's still a zone. They drop back in love, just comes across in the middle and picks it off. Now, he starts to run upfield, gets the ball knocked out right there by Raymond Chester. And it's a ball is just bouncing around. It's number 66, Steve Houston, the left guard, that comes up and recovers it. And they gained yards on the play. Sure did. They marked it at the 13. And they give it to Whittington, and he takes a wallop from Joe Restick. Joe had come out a moment ago, had just come back into the ball game, the free safety. And Joe comes up and lays a lick on him after he got to the line of scrimmage and his forward progress one yard second down well, you can tell that Restick was watching the films when he saw that formation then alignment that realized where they were in the field that they might try and run that play because you don't normally see a free safety come in that quickly being that close for a running play Harbison has come in now at a cornerback position and you can smell blitz coming here and they are coming and they burn them Corrosion touchdown as Ted Corrosion takes it outside That's and with the big blitz effort by Boston, there's just simply nobody out there to contain. And he takes it in for the touchdown from 12 yards. He just dipped in it, dip, made a little dip move there, uh, coming up to the line of scrimmage and just bounced it out to the outside with everybody coming up. You see the two linebackers right there coming up in the middle. He gets a good block on the outside and it's just his speed. He doesn't have a lot of speed, but just enough to get him through around the corner into the end zone. And so the Oakland Invaders now build their lead over the Boston Breakers. The Breakers coming into this ball game with a four and one record. Oakland 
into the ball game at two and three, but playing their fourth successive week on the road. I'll tell you, if Oakland gets out of this uh, first six ball games with four of them on the road at a three-three mark, uh, that's that's pretty healthy. High snap, Grant grabs it, kick is up by Shea, and it is good. 4.06 to play in the third quarter. It is now Oakland 23 in Boston 7. And another angle as Terosian takes it in for 6. For a team that has made its living thus far before this ball game by the pass, they're doing extremely well, especially in the second half of running the football. And here Terosian gets the ball, sprints to the outside on this 12-yard jot into the end zone for the touchdown. So with 4.06 in the third quarter, it's Oakland ahead 23-7. to George Allen has his Chicago Blitz on top of the Birmingham Stallions. This action a few moments ago. The rookie from Ohio State, Tim Spencer, having a big day. Two-yard touchdown run. Chicago now leading over Birmingham 13-6. Back to Keith Jackson. Ted Terosian, who's having a big day. Ten carries and 67 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, the big guy from Fresno. Resting on the bench. And look at this kickoff. Straight up in the air and comes straight down. And it is caught by Anthony Steele. And he almost popped out of there. <laughs> that would have been the big play of the ballgame thus far. Anthony Steele, who, by the way, also sang the national anthem before the game began today, had broken through that line. Nine plays for 36 yards. And the 12-yard run by Corrosion when uh, Boston went to a full blitz effort. He took it outside and burned them. 3.58 to play in the third quarter, a 23-7 lead. It is time now for Johnny Walton to get his troops down to the end zone. If he wants to stay in the hot. Absolutely. Tampa Bay winning last night at Denver, 22-16 in overtime with a 5-1 record. And we'll be sitting there waiting to see what Philadelphia does. Stars are 4-1. And here's Walton going big. And it's going to be incomplete. Maybe you'd get a call. Ah, boy, I'll tell you one thing. Charles Smith is red hot. I thought Kenny Daniel got there a little soon. And Charlie Smith did, too. He's been around for some time, spending most of the time with the Philadelphia Eagles. Charlie Smith is positive. There was passing appearance, and as you look back, <laughs> he is correct. <laughs> Daniels was all over his back. Charlie Smith, a good receiver whose concentration is, is extremely good, uh, didn't have a chance to get his hands on that ball. Second down and 10. Ball is at the 41. Time taken by the officials for the moment. We look at Charlie. Charlie's just waiting to make the play there, and he doesn't grab him, but he just hits him with his body. I mean, he just bangs right into his back and throws him off balance. Pretty close. Tom White, the referee, had taken the time there for himself. For some purpose. Now we go on second down and ten. Three wide people for Boston. That's Smith in motion. Alden 
back. Good protection. Puts it up big. And the pass is incomplete intended for Nolan Fran. And he might have had a chance at Fran, but he again lost control of the wet, cold ball. And Nolan wound up about four rows deep in the bleachers. That uh, Nolan France was open, and that, that's a play that uh, they should have completed. Again, the ball getting away from Walton. But in the first half, they had a great deal of success going against that two-deep zone of Oakland. They Andy Johnson up. has come back into the ball game now. I wonder if sooner or later we might not see Johnson on, a, on an option right himself. Pitch a ball back to him. Having been a former quarterback, he can certainly throw it. They've got him lined up at the bottom there so he could take the pitch and swing right with it. Not at this point. Johnny Walton's pass Somebody. is incomplete and a penalty flag goes down and uh, we may get an interference call here. That's what you got. It's a defensive penalty under any circumstance and it'll be a first down for Boston. against the invaders and frankly I missed who the holding was on I've seen holding number 42 on a defense first down it's Frank Duncan the strong safety so he had a hold of the tight end probably Frank probably getting tired of chasing those two big elephants out there Boko Ash and uh, David <laughs> 46 and a first down AGO TV channel 7 San Francisco Comes loose as he goes down. Pass intended for Koash. had his hands on the ball. Tough catch, but uh, just as he turned around, he was in his hands. He was hit, and the ball popped loose. Here, well, here's the obvious story. This uh, morning, Boston's gained 10 yards in the third quarter. Oakland's gained 163, and they've done it primarily with a good, good ground attack, which is again not the norm for the Oakland offense. Second down and ten. Credit for the interception, but uh, had they ruled that an interception, he had control of the ball. It still may have been Boston's ball because he got it knocked loose. Here he goes up. He's got inside position on the receiver on Lockett, and right there he goes up. And that's a good interception. It's a good catch because he goes up at the high point, gets his hands on the ball, but uh, he does not bring it down. Does not come down. Uh, I two did. feet. Under control. I thought he did. I thought he did. He did. He's on his back. He had the ball. Walton is now seven out of 24 for 102 yards. He's missed seven in a row. Third down and ten. Ball at the 46. To the sideline to lock it. Hit, knocked out of bounds at the 44. It's just short of a first down. It may be just a matter of inches, or it might even be a first down. Just depends on where the they mark. 
I think he's a little bit short. It looks from this angle that he might be a little bit short. It's a good route. Gets to the outside. There, it's, it's awfully close. If they mark his forward progress from where he actually caught the ball, I think it might be a no. half a foot closer. But in any case, it was Derek Martin, number 24, that made the play and possibly stopped him from getting the first down. They got to go on fourth and short. They have to. No, they don't have to, but I would certainly think they would probably try to get it. They don't need more than six inches, I don't think. I'm sure Johnny Walton wants to know exactly how far. Uh, his coaching staff, his teammates, all standing there on the sidelines with him. I don't see no effort being made to bring the chains across. So they're satisfied that they've got the ball pretty well marked. They know pretty much how far they've got to go, which is not very far on fourth down. So to go, knowing that the safe thing to do is run the ball to maybe get that defense up in the line of scrimmage and throw a pass. Well, I catch him off guard. Yeah, but I don't know about that. <laughs> That's what I say. It's so terribly tempting. It, uh, <laughs> but I think Boston has to go for it here, uh, Lin Swan, because they've got the wind at their back for another three minutes. And uh, working the other way, even though Oakland made it look pretty easy, uh, moving the ball down the field for 160-odd uh, yards there in the third quarter and a 16-point lead. They did most of that on the ground. Plus the fact that Oakland on offense has been able to possess the ball yep. for the long drive, and uh, frankly, they probably don't know when they don't know when they get the ball back again. They're going. And they've got it as Tony Davis. The tough guy from Nebraska fumbles the ball, and Oakland comes out of there with it. Can you believe it? That's three, four. Four times they've turned it over in the ball game. So Boston is mistaking itself right into the well. Coming into this ball game, Boston had only turned the ball over nine times in five ball games, and today they've turned it over four times. See here as Tony Davis comes through, the ball is just going to squeeze right out of his hand. Right out of the power and right there to squeeze it up underneath. And number, number 24, 24, Derek Martin. Huh? Well, he's having a big third quarter. Timeout, 301 to go, third quarter. For Oakland, Kenny Daniel, cornerback. He comes across and laces Tony Davis, causing the ball to pop loose. Watch it. Here he comes Tony's, down into the picture. <laughs> Tony's looking to the up right up field as uh, Daniels comes in and pops it loose. Right to his teammate, Derek Martin. And so here's Oakland again with good field position. It's been a big, big third quarter for them. From the 42, Ancho James and Jairo Penaranda. Penaranda, number 21, is in at the fullback spot now. And the ball goes to Pancho James. James runs it out for a couple of yards where Billy Don Jackson greets him. They're going to need Billy Don to make a lot more hits like that to stop this Oakland offense from marching up and down the field. Billy Don Jackson, another UCLA, Jackson, big Jackson, strong man. The ball is at the 44. Second down and eight. 
Davis is going in motion. And Poncho James carries the ball. And Ray Phillips leads the defensive charge for Boston. And let's join Tim Brandt right now. Keith, you were looking at Kenny Daniel. Here's the other half of that, Derek Martin, who made the uh, recovery on the fumble. Hey, the ball's getting slippery now. I would think all you have to do now is just lay your ears back and start sticking, folks, and, and go look for the loose ball. Yeah, we're anticipating fumbles in this weather, and uh, I just pursued it to the play. The ball coughed up, and I jumped on it. Feeling on this side of the field is that you guys have it now, that you're really coming to the party. Well, we're really high. We're confident, and uh, we need a win, and uh, this is the one. Okay, Keith. Tim. Masada back on third down and three. Throws incomplete. Bill Rowe spoiled it. Pass intended for Raymond Chester. Raymond with sort of a long, lingering look at the official, sort of begging the case, but no call. Well, as Bill Rowe broke on the ball, he did kind of nudge Raymond Chester a bit here. Just watch right there as he's coming back to break on the ball. Just bumps his uh, inside shoulder. But he is allowed to make some contact when he's going after the football. Rain is quite heavy now. Quite heavy. As Ira Matthews and Woodrow Wilson drop back for Stan Talley. Punch. And will hit it into the wind with a minute and 40 seconds to play in the third quarter. Oakland. Ready. Short of manpower. Now they've got 11. Talley 39 and 35 today. Gets it out of there. Hits an end over end. It takes an Oakland bounce and goes uh, down <laughs> up around the 16, 17 yard line. Marcus Quinn slapped it downfield, but it was already out of bounds. That's a 34 yard. All right, it's first down for mistake. Ridden Boston today from the 17. Walton turns and gives it the crock crock cut. Huge hole. And then finally remembers to wrap both arms around the ball as he is hit from behind and brought down. But he's got a first down. He gets a first down, but he also gets it on the great block by Jerry Raymond, number 65, who came down and was blocking on number 51, Gary Plummer. Just drove him back off the line of scrimmage about five or six yards, allowed him to get to the outside and pick up the big yards. Now David Vale is going in a tight end, replacing uh, Bo Coash. And Boston with a little more room to work now from their 28. Listen, Vale in motion. And Walton straight back. Goes deep. It is caught by Smith. Steps on the chalk at the Oakland 42. Almost off to the races. Great play by Charlie Smith. This play is being set up by the play of the tight end getting down the middle, opening up this zone defense so that now when he goes to the outside, the safety number 42, Frank Duncan is so far inside he can't make the play, and Charlie Smith comes up with it. So now the ball is at the 40-yard line. And Boston. With, with the wind and the rain at its back. Time to get something going. A quarter that's been a nightmare for him. Ball is handed off. Crook's got it. And he runs it down to the 35 for seven yards before David Jefferson brings him down. Crook having a big day, but it's marred by the fumble that opened the opportunity for Oakland to take the lead at halftime. Michigan beating New Jersey roundly now in the fourth quarter, 21 to 6, as Lacey has run 10 yards for a touchdown and 
Michigan's going to win that ball game with less than a minute to play. The Georgia Generals continue to stumble along. Second down. And a short three as Walton pops it quick to Franz. And Nolan Franz sidesteps one man, wiggles his way down to the 21. And it's another first down for the Boston Breakers as time runs out after three quarters. The score, Oakland leading 23 to 7. We'll be back for the final period after this message and a word from our local stations. Oakland is leading in the ball game 23 to 7. Wet, wet day. It's first down at the Oakland 22. Walton back. Loops it toward the corner, and the pass is incomplete. Intended for Frank Lockett, and Frank goes sliding on off the field and into a barrier with Derek Martin defending. All right. Looking at this day and uh, the circumstance, one wonders uh, when it's going to be that Boston is going to get. Uh, some sort of a covered dome in this area. I know there's been talk off and on over the years, but uh, this is a this is a city that uh, could certainly use a dome stadium of some size. Uh, I think the attendance there re reflects that desperate need, really, particularly in the case of, of the Boston Breakers, and perhaps in the case of even the Red Sox. They're on the road at this particular point in time. But the weather has been so inclement; if it had been turned around, they would have suffered from it. A bad weather. And the Breakers stay on the ground with it and uh, run to the right side with uh, Richard Crump again carrying the ball is down to about the Richard 10. That will be a first down for Boston. I know that George Matthews, the man who owns this uh, USFL franchise, has been one of the leaders in trying to uh, to get some interest revived and in, in putting together a dome stadium. You see the numbers for three quarters. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty close in total yardage right now, but in the third quarter, it was all Oakland Invaders. And they dominated this game 163 yards to 22 in the third quarter. Up now over 100 yards today. Richards picked up 101 on 14 carries. And back goes Walton to throw. He stumbles and falls, throws the ball out here. Davis catches it. And then Davis is hit down behind the line of scrimmage, number 59, coming through there, 59. Yeah, Dean Moore from Iowa State. So the loss is back to the 13. Walton drops back. He just plain slips and falls down, trips over his own feet. And he's lying down on his back, and he looks up, sees Tony Davis, throws it, and he only saves a couple yards. They still lose yards on the play. I wonder if he's ever practiced throwing the ball on his back. I don't know, but if uh, if you were a defensive player and Davis had been able to get away, if Moore hadn't been there, he might have scored. True. You'd have slammed the door on your head if you let somebody score on you that kind of a play. Ball is back near the 13. Or it's second down. Walton looking, looking, throwing, and thinks intercept. It is. It is intercepted by the Oakland Invaders. He tried to drill it to Nolan Franz, and the ball is picked off. Uh, Marcus Quinn, number 40, has stepped inside and made the interception. I don't know if Nolan Franz actually knew that ball was coming to him. He looked as if he didn't see the ball. And it was just picked off. That is the fifth Boston turnover in the ball game today with 13-11 to play in the game. Chicago, Birmingham has drawn closer to Chicago. 11 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Chicago with the football quarterback, Greg Landry, passing 
from his own end zone, trying to. Number 79, Mike Raines is there. Britt Williams, number 63, safety. And now Birmingham trails 13 to 8. As I mentioned, 11 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Now back to Keith Jackson. And we'll take a look at number 40, Quinn, as he intercepts his pass. You see him just drops back. He's reading the quarterback, moving, sliding, and right there, just picks it right off, steps right in front of Nolan France, and gets to the ball before he does. He came behind from behind that stack, and Johnny Walton never did see it. Just was hidden from Walton's uh, view, and he stepped in to make the interception. That might have gotten the door started swinging toward close right there. Not unless they can create some of the turnovers that they've given up. It'll be Oakland's ball. They've got it down at the three. First down. So it's a good time to be careful as Corrosion, the fullback, wraps both arms around it and gets pounded right at the line of scrimmage. Ted Corrosion carries. If the Boston defensive people, you know that Oakland's got to be reasonably conservative, I would think, here, sitting on a 16-point lead. If they can fence them in here, they'll get the ball back in good field position. You've still got quite a bit of time, 12.35, and the clock running. Second down, and 10. Erosion, the fullback again. He gets it out near the seven. Right now, let's go to Tim Brandt, who's talking with Andy Johnson. A long-time NFL veteran, Andy, uh, five turnovers today. Well, I think the weather has something to do with it, plus uh, the way the other team's playing. We're not, uh, this isn't one of our better games. You've been around a long time. Is this game over, or you still have a quarter left? Well, we played very good in the fourth quarter so far. We did up until one play ago. Uh, we moved the ball right down the field. Um, you know, it's not, oh, we can score twice and kick the field goal. You know, we have to get a little lucky here, but you know, we can still do it. Okay, Andy, thanks. Got Whittington and Corrosion. Whittington to the right side, bottom of the picture, and Corrosion to the top. It's third down and six. Whittington to the ball. And the little guy tries to wiggle his way through there. SMUX. He's got the first down. Just enough. Boy, that's a big play for Oakland. That's a real big play. It gets him out of trouble. The ball initially inside the five-yard line, whereas Derek Martin talked about the ball being slippery when he made the fumble recovery. Uh, I'm sure the Boston team is thinking that they can create some of those fumbles, too. So now you get it away from that goal line, where if you create a turnover, it could be an instant touchdown. Gives them a little more room to operate from. Out of the 13, they pitch it to Whittington, and Arthur turns it upfield. I spoke of him as, as the little guy. Well, that's relatively speaking. He's 5'11", 185 pounds. Odious Lee, who's 6'2", 260. A nose tackle out of Nebraska brought him down. It ought to be final now in that Michigan, and it is, Michigan-New Jersey game with Michigan beating New Jersey 21-6. So the generals now are 1-5. The Philadelphia Stars, who came into the weekend sharing the leadership in the Atlantic Division, with uh, Boston, and of course the kingpin out in the uh, in the central is, uh, is Tampa. They're sitting in there with that big win last night in Denver in overtime. Here comes Whittington again, and he's in almost in the open. He is. 
Joe Restick caught him down. Restick doesn't have the angle. That's a touchdown. And once again, it's the Boston defense taking a few chances, trying to put pressure on. Everybody's up in the blitz. Watch number 36 right here. He comes up in the inside on that blitz. And Winnington gets great block in the outside and runs right through the arms of number 40, Terry Love. And it's Rustic, who was up in that blitz, who finally runs to the outside and pulls him down. Winnington, a superb job of just following his blockers, getting to the outside. Breaks to the outside, and right there, he just doesn't have one move he needs to get by Joe Rustic. Both Whittington and Terosian now have exact numbers. Each has carried the ball 12 times, and each has gained 71 yards. And it's a first down for the Invaders as Fasana drops back, trying to set up the screen, and it, it should have been intercepted by M.L. Carter. I don't know how in the world he missed it. I don't know what happened on that play, Keith. The ball seemed like that screen took forever. He wasn't getting a heavy rush. They read the screen. Now watch, when you want a screen to work well, you got to get everybody charging that passer. Right, they got the inside people. they got a host of blue shirts out there, and right there in ML's hands, and drops it. That's the big play. Intended for Arthur Whittington. That could have been a play to turn it around for the Boston team. There's nothing between him and the goal line except to rain and win. Second down and 10. 9.58 to play as Henderson goes in motion. They'll stay on the ground with a big pullback to Rosen carrying the ball. And Ted's got it down to about the Boston 46. It'll be third down at about four. Ted Corrosion carries. Looking at the Atlantic Division now, Philadelphia's out in Los Angeles. If Boston can't turn it around, they'll be four and two. And Philadelphia playing going into today at 4-1. New Jersey will be one and five. And Washington plays uh, tomorrow night hosting Arizona at 1-4. and four. The Central Division, Tampa Bay is 5-1. And, and Michigan having won today now um, improved their record to 2-4. And, and Oakland trying to even their record at 3-3 three three as Arthur Whittington carries the ball one more time. So they're just alternating to Rosen and Whittington. And the offensive uh, front now for Oakland doing some very good run blocking and they're just grinding it out. Well, with a 16-point lead and a running game that's working well for you, uh, not really a tough decision to make. You no. keep punching the ball down the field, eating up the clock, only throwing the ball when you have to, and uh, also eliminating on the possibilities of mistakes and turnovers. Five turnovers in the ball game by Boston. That's been their undoing in the main. There goes Whittington again. Gets a couple down to the 40 before Marcus Merritt can pop in there and get him. Art Whittington carries for Oakland. Marcus Merritt on the stop for Boston. Going back to this matter of uh, stadium, uh, the original thinking of George Matthews when he uh, bought the franchise in the USFL is he wanted to keep the team in Boston. So he. he he made arrangements for his team to Base use uh, Nickerson Field. Number 56 field. on Boston, first down. Made arrangements for them to use Nickerson Field, as Tom White, the referee, defines the penalty. And with the idea of adding 10,000 seats uh, at BU for next year, and hopefully in time increasing it beyond 40,000, it's now 21,000. And so going into the arrangement, George accepted the fact that he probably was going to take a pummeling uh, the first year in attendance. And what with uh, the weather that seemingly has uh, 
been almost adversarial for the USFL in the spring round. There's another penalty flag as the play goes up the middle with Tarosia. The attendance has dropped the opening weekend, which obviously was a weekend of curiosity as much as anything. So that's a procedure call going the other way. Time now becoming the definite ally of the Oakland Invaders, leading 23-7 with 8.24 to play in the ball game. Oakland rushing last week was only 36 yards. Now today, they roll. Illegal motion on the offense, first down. Whittington and Terosian in particular leading the attack. They've totaled 162 yards on the ground so far today. Whittington now goes out of the ball game for Oakland and Lewis Jackson comes in. It'll be first down and 15. The ball just back outside the 40. Give the ball to Terosian. And he gets it to near the 38. Get a dry ball in the game. And Odious Lee, number 71, hobbling off the field for the breakers. He's in the nose tackle. That'll send Jeff Gaylord back into the lineup. And Gaylord is not all that healthy himself. Sort of banged up some. Oakland's offensive line continues to do a great job. And uh, interesting point about that Oakland line is that they're all rookies. All rookies are one. Uh, yeah, there's no, uh, no professional experience. No professional experience whatsoever, except for that of Raymond Chester at tight end. Loops it up for Gordon Banks and missed him. He had him. Banks was available. He just couldn't hit him. ML Carter was burned on the play. They had Banks wide open, and what they've had to do now in Boston is play more of a man-to-man -man type coverage to allow them to get more pressure on the quarterback and get more people up front. That time, he just went past him while Carlin was wide open. Of course, they've been going at it for about the last five plays. And you can see there's no one around Gordon Banks, just he and the ball that's thrown too long. And it's third down and about 13. it off. Wyatt Henderson, he had his feet down. It is good inside the 20, inside the 17. And there's a penalty flag thrown back up at the line of scrimmage. And an Oakland man down. Henderson's excitement may be a little premature once That's we hear Pisana. the signal. That's Pisana who's down. The defensive penalty holding against Boston. They'll take the play. They'll have a first down inside the 17. And it was Fred Bassano who was shaken up. But he's up and apparently will stay. Letting that cold rain come down in his face to kind of freshen him up again. He's had bigger days this season. But the way it looks now, that one is big enough. Here's Tom White. Holding on the defense, decline, 
First down this way. They take the play, obviously, as Henderson now in catches. Seven catches today for 140 yards. Pretty good day. That's, a, that's an exceptional day for a wide receiver. Uh, the only thing he's lacking right now is a touchdown or two. And on that pass play, you know, he showed uh, <laughs> exceptional poise and concentration, catching the pass, staying inbounds. But again, Gordon Banks is wide open down the middle. Just inside the 17, the pitch comes back to Arthur Whittington. Arthur Whittington is caught behind the line of scrimmage by the free safety, Joe Rustic. He lost a yard. Joe Rustic in on a good number of tackles today, but unfortunately, teams behind in points. Pretty good little battle going on between Chicago and Birmingham. In the Central Division, Chicago 3-2, Birmingham 2-3, and Chicago leading by 2, 13-11. That, uh, <laughs> that is not Golden Pond. <laughs> Second down, 11. Luke. Well, Banks turned inside. Bassana thought he was going to go outside. And he loops it up in the air, and Fred now taking a little punishment at Rustic. The free safety blitzed him. Safety came straight through untouched. He didn't get there in time to uh, record the sack, but he got there in time to force Fasana to throw the ball quickly to get it out of his hands. But he takes the punishment, and all too often, that's what does happen to a quarterback. He drops back to pass on that great rush. He gets the ball off, but he always has to pay his dues. Some people say that uh, the rules that are there to protect the quarterback are might overprotect them. Well, in some cases, depending on the judgment of an official's call, it does, but in situations like that, those rules are necessary. Six minutes and 36 seconds to play in the football game, and Vasana is shaken enough, forces Oakland to call timeout to try to get him recovered and keep possession of the ball. We'll be right back. It is third down and 11. Fasana stays in the game. Oh, look out. He's sort of gippy. Underhands it upfield, and the pass is incomplete. You can see that Fasana is very gippy. Darrell Wilkinson is chasing him. And then number 56 comes up and uh, gets a handle on him. Marcus Merrick and brings him down. And there's a penalty flag. And Marcus uh, thought that something should be called. I don't think he quite knew what he wanted called as Bassana just underhands that ball out of danger. It's Tom White talking to Boston, so obviously the penalty is against Oakland. The pass was incomplete. 6.28 to play in the ball game and a 16-point lead for Oakland. It'll be a five-yarder. A 10 yarder. Another holding penalty. So that's going to make it third down and about 22 as Los Angeles has jumped out to a second quarter lead over Philadelphia with Vince Abbott kicking a 42 yarder. In penalties now, Oakland flagged seven times for 50 yards and Boston twice for 10. It off and uh, it is incomplete. 
The intended receiver lost his footing. The defender went over the top of him, Tim Smith. And uh, that'll bring up fourth down. <laughs> There's a little arguing going down there, uh, Keith, between uh, Smith and uh, Wyatt Henderson. On the play before in the end zone, there seemed to be some kind of uh, altercation as a defensive back hit. It took like something that Wyatt Henderson was doing or was saying at that particular point in time. And there were three blue shirts and only little Wyatt Henderson amongst them. Well, I would just think on a day like this, the weather this miserable uh, in a game that's uh, 16 point difference now, late. Frustration can surface rather quickly. The hold is back. The kick is up by Shea. And he's got it. How about that? From 44 yards, Kevin Shea hits one. And that makes it tough for Boston. Oakland 26, Boston 7. Number well, the weather, as you can see, is just getting worse and worse and worse here in Boston. It's now 26-7 Oakland with six minutes and 16 seconds to play in the game, and this is the hardest rain we've had all day. And it's hard, folks. Total offense now, Oakland 375 yards, 249 of that in the second half. Right now, with the issue pretty well in hand here, let's join Jim Lampley in Chicago for the Blitz and the Birmingham Stallion. Game. This is Jim Lampley with Lee Corso. We are at Soldier Field in Chicago, where Chicago leads Birmingham 13 to 11. And again, I repeat, we welcome those of you from around the country who've been watching another ball game and have just joined us. We got two minutes left. The Blitz are leading the Stallions 13 to 11. The Blitz held a 13-6 lead before the Stallions got a safety and a field goal to get to within 13-11. Chicago got the ball with nine minutes left on the clock. They have held it for seven minutes and 82 yards in this drive. They've converted three third downs into first downs. Here's the fourth one. It's a third and goal at the one. Chance for the Blitz to wrap up their fourth victory of the season. And they've got it. Kevin Long, number 48. Goal line runner out of South Carolina, formerly with the Jets, punched the ball into the end zone for the Chicago Blitz, and that extends a 13-11 lead to 19-11 with less than two minutes to go. Okay, they went with the best. They went with the best play they've got. They got the best runner over the best lineman. Now remember, all he has to do is break the plane, which means all he's got to do is get any part of that ball across the line, and he does. That was a great defensive play there by McGee to knock him back. Jim, this is very important right now. This lead right here, this extra point is very important because if they can, remember the two points, they can get a touchdown and go for two and tie them 19-19 if they don't make this extra point. The player you saw being helped from the field was Tim Spencer, who has been bothered throughout the day by a sore ankle, who has nevertheless gained 105 yards on the ground in the ballgame. And now Frank Corral will try to add the very important extra point that Lee Corso just talked about. Well, you, in that situation, that drive was a beautifully conceived drive. It took about seven minutes to go. What they did is they used ball control tactics. They ran the football. Not only were they playing the opponents, the Birmingham Stallions, that were playing against the clock. Now they're going to have a situation where there's going to be less than two minutes to go, and they're going to have a long way to go to try to win the ball game. We will keep those of you who've been watching Oakland and Boston up to date on what's happening in that game. 
as we continue to follow the progress of this one toward the finish. Tim Cagle, reserve quarterback from Notre Dame, will hold as Frank Corral, the former Ram and UCLA kicker, tries to add the point. He got it. So now with one minute, 57 seconds to go in Chicago, the Blitz have a 20 to 11 lead over the Birmingham Stallions as they try to stay within a game of the Tampa Bay Bandits in the Central Division. We'll be back 